Welcome to Mental Makeover Radio, your go-to destination for meaningful conversations about mental health. I'm your host and your trusted therapist bestie, Cecilia Manella. Join us as we explore the complexities and messiness of human experience by addressing your questions and concerns. I'm here to provide a straightforward and practical therapy advice. So grab your favorite beverage, whether it's tea, coffee, or whatever tickles your taste buds, and get ready to embark on a mental makeover. Hello and welcome to Mental Makeover Radio. This is episode one. I'm so excited that you're here tuning in and learning along together. So what are we doing here? We are answering some questions. So I want to thank Deanne who submitted a question for us to dive into. So we're going to dive into gratitude today. That is our topic. So Deanne says, I'm 60 years old on a medical leave as I need a kidney and always compare my life to others and who seem to have more than I have. How can I be more grateful? Deanne, thank you so much for submitting your question. And I can understand how you're feeling and how challenging this must be with medical issues and comparing yourself to other people. So I have some things I want to dive into when it comes to comparison and gratitude at the same time. So they interchange with each other. Now, the first thing to notice is no is, is that comparison is actually really normal. It's actually the way that our brain really works. And so let me explain this to you. Imagine if we go back a couple hundred years and we lived in really small communities and villages, about 100 to 250 people. Now, that's not to say there weren't towns and cities that had more people, but generally we're living in way smaller communities than we are right now. So when we compared ourselves to other people, it was rooted in our small community. So, for example, if I wanted to be a baker, let's say. And I really loved baking and I wanted to be like the master baker of the community. I would compare myself to the village or the community baker. And then I work with that person towards mastering my skills and learning kind of that mastery of being a baker. And maybe I might travel to another town or another community and then I would compare myself to that town's baker. Now, we didn't travel that much hundreds of years ago. We have the power of traveling so quickly right now and being all over the place. So comparison really served to elevate our skills. And it was always rooted in the context of the community that we lived in. So in that way, comparison worked really well. It helped us level up what we wanted to do, how we learned, and we looked to elders in our community for that comparison. The problem is, is that today we have the ability to compare ourselves to thousands and thousands of people. We have access to 7 billion people on this planet, which is incredible in so many ways. But what hasn't changed is our brain functioning around comparison. So although this is a great survival mechanism and a survival skill, now it's in a whole different context. And so what happens is we compare ourselves to people that are not within our community, not within the same um, location of the world or the context of culture and gender and all the things that come into play. And so what it really does, it just kind of makes us feel like shit about ourselves, right? The second thing to really understand too is that we tend to compare ourselves up and not down. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that you tend to compare yourself to people above and not below? Now, we always find someone who is doing better than we are. That's actually not that hard. We tend to look around or we go on our phones and on social media and we can find so many people that are doing better than we are. We always compare ourselves up and it's so accessible to do that. Do you always notice, you notice that you tend to compare up and not down? And what do you think about that? 
the reality is, is that with 7 billion people on this planet, there'll always be people who are doing better and have an easier life. And because this is a natural setting of our brain, we don't always think about context. So when we're scrolling social or you're thinking about somebody, we just get a snapshot of things. We do not really see the whole picture. We don't understand that maybe we're comparing ourselves to someone who had an easier childhood than we did or has more um, money growing up, had more economic power than we did growing up, or they live in a different part of the world where challenges might be different or challenges might be e- like decreased or there might be more challenges or culturally things are really different. We don't really compare in context. What we do is we take a snapshot of something and we do a comparison. Now, why does our brain do that? Our brain does it, not because it's trying to screw with us, but because it's like a supercomputer and it only has so much time and so much energy to process information. So in order for your brain to be um, quick and creates um, default settings to make things less energy sapping for it, it just takes a snapshot and jumps to a comparison. Okay, so this is the way your brain actually works. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing broken with you. This is how the brain works. It's a survival way. It just doesn't work really well in our current context. So we have to be a little bit more um, proactive in changing the way that we are reacting to our brain's thoughts. So the thoughts are happening. And what do we do about that? So I want to ask you, Deanne, and everyone else who's listening is what do you value? So we're, we compare ourselves to people and say, oh, they're doing better than us or than me, or they have more than I do. But is that what you actually value? You know, how do you measure your value on this planet? What it is that, that you bring that is unique, that is different, that is special about you? You know, what is it? What is it that you value? Is it your kindness? Is it that you value connection? Do you value perfectionism? Do you value being productive? What is it that it is that you're valuing? Because that will help you decide how you're doing this comparison game. So when we are out of our values, we compare ourselves to superficial aspects of people and we see ourselves as lacking. And I say this because I fall to this too. I am not, um, immune to the human experience. And this is very much the human experience. So people present what they want others to see and not the reality. People show you their highlight reels. They are not showing you the hardships and the challenges of life. So in those moments when someone's crying in the closet because they're really struggling with parenting or really struggling with their relationships, they're not showing you that. They're showing you this amazing photo of, you know, a family photo on the beach and some beautiful vacation place and everyone's happy, but no one is showing you the thousands of photos prior to you where you're struggling to get everyone on board or showing you the fight that happened 30 minutes before taking that photo or 30 minutes after that photo when there was a really big fight or there was conflict, no one is showing you the challenges of life. We currently live in a time where we're all showing just our highlight reels. We're all showing the positivity and we're talking about that, but we're not sharing the challenges. So in comparison, you have to remember that what you're seeing is not the whole story. It is a snapshot of what people want you to see. And that goes for true for people that you know in your life that maybe have the car and the boat and all the toys and the trailer and going vacations. You are only seeing the highlight reel. You're not seeing what's happening behind closed doors. And I'm telling you, everybody struggles. 
They struggle in their own way. And the struggle that they're having is going to be very different than the struggle that you're having. And that's okay. But it's realizing that every single human on this planet is going through something. They're struggling with something because that is the human experience. We are all struggling and no one gets out of this without having some sort of struggle. The third thing I want you to think about, Deanne, when it comes to gratitude is we need to get out of like other focused. So thinking about what others have, what um, kind of life that they are, they're living, we get so focused on other people and we're not really focused on ourselves. And that's also a trap of that comparison that takes us outside of gratitude is looking at other people being other focused. And why, what I want you to think about is yourself. What do you have? What do you like about yourself? What do you offer the world and the people around you? What experiences are you really proud of or skills that you have that you're really proud of? What values do you live into that make you special? And this isn't about, you know, having an ego or feeling like you're kind of, you know, talking um, and building yourself up so much, but this isn't about accumulation of things or stuff or, or the big things. I'm talking about the really small, simple things that we really lose track of, but it's these small, simple things that actually make the biggest difference in our lives. I want you to think about something as simple as maybe the generosity of your time that you give people, your kindness, your humor, your kind heartedness, um, maybe your love for baking or for writing or for reading or anything else that is something that you do have. That's something that's special about you, something that you're really proud of. There has to be something because we are all unique. We all have something special to offer the world. When we stay rooted in what's unique about us, we can easily get to gratitude. It's very difficult to get to gratitude when we're other focused and we're focusing too much on comparison because that takes us outside of ourselves. And gratitude is rooted in being in ourselves. And maybe that's really uncomfortable. And maybe it's really difficult to find something that you're proud of of yourself or something that you like about yourself or a value that is really important to you. We need to um, expand the sitting in of who we are in order to know what we're offering the world. And that is really important. And I know to add to this is that sometimes being a woman in the world, it can feel really selfish to talk about what you're good at, what you're offering, how you feel about yourself or what's special about you. It feels really selfish because we're really taught as women to focus on other people as a way of gaining self-worth and belonging. Now, this is just the way we're socialized. It's not about blaming parents. It's not about pointing fingers anywhere. It is really sitting and acknowledging that in the culture that we live in, in the time that we live in, girls are socialized to be givers. We're, we're socialized to be people pleasers. We're socialized to care about others above our own needs, our wants, our own desires, because that's how we get our value is about others. And so we're taught from really young that our sense of worth and belonging is directly connected to other people and how we serve those other people. And so in some ways, we're taught to compare from very young. And we bring this into adulthood. And then it feels really selfish to say things like, oh, I'm really proud that I'm a good public speaker, or I really, I'm really good at building things. I'm really good at 
technology and figuring systems out or whatever it is. We have a really hard time rooting ourselves into something that is actually good about ourselves because we are told that the only way we have value, self-worth or belonging is if it's tied to another person. So we say things like, I'm a really good mom or um, I'm really good at taking care of my family. Or um, I'm a really good friend in the way that I show up for other people. Or I'm really generous with my time and I do all these things for other people. And so it's tied to others. So we need to get out of being other focused so much and create just a little bit of balance. We're not talking about getting rid of caring for other people. This is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to shift out of being 100% about other people. And, you know, consider yourself maybe just to start with around 10%. So 90% you can be focused on others and 10% you need to be focused on yourself. And the goal is to get to a place where that is, you know, hopefully 50-50 at some point. Um, And to kind of battle that feeling of selfishness that comes with it, like the guilt of being able to put yourself first or to consider your own needs or your own wants or your own desires is to battle that guilt and to push it aside because it's not actually true guilt in the sense that it was gifted to us us, that we should be feel bad, or that feel that we're doing something wrong by focusing on ourselves. And that the only way to feel good about ourselves is how much we focus on other people and how much we're giving to other people, and how much we are self sacrificing in our life towards other people. And gratitude is about sitting within yourself, being able to recognize what do I bring to the world? What is it about me that is unique? What is it about me that is special that I can share with the world? So that isn't about being selfish selfish or self-centered or egotistical or narcissistic or any of those things. That is just recognizing that you are a human on this planet and that you have something to provide. And Deanne, I'm telling you, you have something special about you that you're offering the world. I just know it to be true. You may not know what that is yet. And that is something to dig into is to find that out, be open and curious about that discovery and making sure that you know what that actually is. The fourth thing I want to tell you about gratitude is that gratitude is actually a practice. And so what does this mean? It is like a muscle that needs to be flexed and needs to be exercised all the time. It is not typical to live in a state of gratitude all the time. If anyone does it, high five to you. I think you're doing freaking amazing because it is hard. It is hard to be in gratitude. It is an exercise every single day. It is not something you arrive at and it's a one and done. That's just not how it works. It's something we have to practice and we get better at every single time. And it's so hard. Deanne, you are not alone in struggling with gratitude. Let me tell you, I struggle with gratitude for a long time and I still continue to struggle with gratitude. But I want to share something with you that one of my best friends and I started over a year ago. Maybe it's going on two years. I don't really know. She would know better than I would. What we did is, uh, well, she came up with this idea. So I'm giving her all the props for this gratitude exercise and this practice. And what we did is she came to me and said, hey, I really want to send a text message every single day and each of us share three things that we're grateful for. Now I'm a therapist and she is not. And I got to say, I kind of rolled my eyes just a little bit, but I thought, hey, not a bad, not a bad thing to practice. Let's kind of do this. Now, this is my best friend I've known for 30 years. Okay. So we've done a lot of kooky things together and we kind of get on board on these fun things. And we started this and there were a few things that I noticed that started happening. And in this, it allowed me to flex that muscle. So I originally thought I was a pretty grateful person, 
But when you are messaging someone three things you're grateful for or writing it in a journal, if you don't have someone to practice with, you notice that you're not really allowed to say the same thing every single day. So that was also one of our caveats was we can't point out the same thing every single day. So I can't list the same three things every single day. I had to kind of like flex that muscle. And let me tell you, sometimes coffee was not list probably way too often. But what it did, what it did, it, it, it forced me to flex my gratitude every single day. And some days it was hard. Some days it was so hard that I could not find three things. And never mind, sometimes one thing was really hard for me to find some gratitude. Three things became very, very difficult on sometimes. And it helped me realize some of the seasons that were really hard for me. And that's okay. And it was really good to have that reflection. The single, the, the second thing that I found super surprising and I was not expecting was I learned so much about my best friend. Like I said, we've been friends for 30 years and I would have told you that I knew her inside and out and backwards, all her values, all her secrets, all the things. We've known each other since we were 15. So we've known each other for a very long time. And still in this gratitude practice, I learned so much about her. I learned about what's important to her. I learned about what's going on in her days and her weeks. I learned what was close to her heart, things that maybe she was worried about. And she learned the same thing about me. And what happened in our friendship is I felt that we kind of got closer in a very different way, that our relationship became richer in a way that I didn't actually really predict. And it was such a beautiful evolution and we started to have a lot of fun with things that we were grateful for. And we started to lean into getting to know each other a bit better. We have this assumption that people in our lives, we just know who they are. And the truth is we don't. We're evolving all the time. And it was a beautiful thing. And we still do it today. Not as consistent, I'll say, though. So we are kind of slacking a little bit. So hopefully we'll get back on track. But if you've got someone in your life if you got a friend, a colleague, it doesn't even have to be someone super close to you. Recruit them into this gratitude practice. Deanne, find someone in your life that you can practice this with. If not, grab a journal and do it every single day with a rule that you can't pick the same three things in a row or in a week. It has to be something different. And you'll learn that, that you can have gratitude for really small things. And there's a lot of joy in finding gratitude in the small things. The last point I'm going to make is to recognize that we live in a world that tells us that we need more and we need to be more. That who we are isn't enough. And again, comparison and gratitude kind of play hand in hand. And I want you to know that the bar keeps on moving. I mean, that's the ironic part of all this, right? So the, the bar and the measure of being good enough is constant movement. So every time you get to a place, the bar is higher and higher and higher and higher. So the game is like, you never get there. It's constantly a shifting goal. We are socialized to compare ourselves to others and see others and see ourselves as constantly falling short or lacking in some sort of way. I want you to know that this is how the world is set up because it is not about something that's wrong with you. This is the world we live in. So what you're struggling with is a natural human struggle. It is not something that's just about you. And I want to ask you, Deanne, and anybody else who's listening, what if you are enough just the way you are in this moment, just the way you are, whether you're listening to this in pajamas or on your way to work or at work or running or walking or whatever you're doing, or 
You know, if you've got no makeup on, your hair is a mess, you're not wearing a bra, you're feeling super frumpy, whatever it is, what if right in this moment, you are enough just the way you are? What would that mean to you? What would that change for you? I want you to really dive into this and really think about it. And it's a really great journaling prompt because gratitude isn't a default setting. We have to work to get there and we have to practice in order to get back there when we slip out of it. It isn't a place that we're naturally in. And this isn't about perfection. I also really struggle with comparison and everyone in my life that I know struggles with comparison. It's a normal human experience of struggle. And I want you to know that gratitude is a little bit of work that takes some implementation. So just to summarize everything that I've covered today, I want you to know that comparison is a normal human experience that we tend to compare ourselves up and not down. So we're always coming to this place of feeling at fault or or lacking in some sort of way. We need to get out of being other focused and root ourselves into our own gifting in the world, things about ourselves that we like and enjoy. That gratitude is a practice. It's not a way of being all the time. And really recognize that society sets us up for comparison. It's not something that's wrong with you personally. It's actually the world that we live in. And we have to actively engage in a very different way. I hope this was helpful for you. If you have any thoughts or questions or reflections, I would love to hear from you. Thank you for your bravery in submitting your question, Deanne. You'll find that you're not alone in this, that there are a lot of people that struggle with the same thing. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, there's a link in the show notes for you to fill out. I'd love to hear your question for you to participate. Thanks for tuning in and being part of the Mental Makeover Radio. And I want you to remember to be brave, be bold, and be well. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for being part of this meaningful conversation today. If you've enjoyed our show, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, and follow button on your preferred platform. Your support fuels our growth and enables us to reach even more listeners like you. This show would not be possible without you. Take a quick look at our show notes for a convenient link on how to submit your questions for a chance to be featured in our upcoming episodes. Stay connected with us by joining our email list. It's your ticket to staying in the loop about our latest episodes, exclusive sneak peeks, valuable free resources, and so much more. Thanks again for being part of the Mental Makeover community. Be bold. Be brave, be well.